0: Welcome to the April 2011 edition of Injury Prevention. In these podcasts, we highlight work that is published in the journal Injury Prevention. I'm Brian Johnston, the Editor-in-Chief. Injury Prevention is an international peer-reviewed journal in which we offer the best in science and public health practice to reduce the burden of injury in all age groups and around the world. Now, with each issue, our editors choose one paper to highlight and this is the paper that we feature in our podcast. It's always free online, so if you enjoy what you hear, have a look at the website and download the entire manuscript. You'll find us at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Today we're going to focus on the paper, Risk of Injury for Bicycling on Cycle Tracks versus in the Street, which is an open access manuscript appearing in the April 2011 issue. I'm joined by the lead author on the paper, Dr. Ann Lusk, who's a research associate in the Department of Nutrition at the Harvard School of Public Health. Welcome, Ann.
1: Hi. Thank you very much for the welcome. And I want to add initially that I might be the first author, but I'm very honored to have been a member of this team that included Peter Firth from Northeastern, Patrick Morency from the University of Montreal, Luis Miranda from McGill, and Walter Willett and Jack Dennerlein from the Harvard School of Public Health. As you know, Teams make the best research, and we feel that this is highly contributory research. But we're also grateful that we had people in public health and transportation, and in my case, a degree in architecture, serving as co-authors on this article.
0: Yeah, that's terrific. I think, particularly in injury prevention, because our field spans so many disciplines, we always uh, we always do better work when we're working with collaborators. So, and your paper compares injury risks of bicyclists who are riding in dedicated cycle tracks to the risk experienced by riders in the street. Why don't you start by telling us why this research was needed?
1: Well, as you had said in the introduction, I am in the Department of Nutrition, of which Walter Willett is chair. And though we were looking at injury prevention, we also were starting out with the knowledge that 66% of the U.S. population is overweight or obese, and 34% of children and adolescents are at risk of being overweight. So though we want to make people safer, if we can also make people lose or control weight, then we know that the research will be that much more contributory. And though for so long we have said that walking is beneficial, it's more comfortable to bicycle than it is to walk briskly if you're overweight. And with this knowledge, though, in the U.S., only 0.5% of the population bicycles to work And of this population, only 24% are female. So we knew to address obesity. We wanted to look at the best routine physical activity. And the best routine physical activity is bicycling.
0: Mm -hmm. And what were the uh, injury prevention implications, I guess, of the the question that you started to ask? Why do we need to know whether it's safer to ride in streets or on on cycle tracks? Isn't that known?
1: We would think that is known, but the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials have been writing guidelines. And these guidelines, though beneficial, were not based on extensive, exhaustive research. They were based on perception of the authors in what they believed was the safest bicycling. And the majority of them were capable bicyclists, capable of bicycling in the road. So that would mean that women, children, seniors parents with children on their bicycles maybe would also be as safe on the road and as comfortable. But as we have found when we compared the safety on the bicycle facilities in the Netherlands, which is mostly separated from the road, versus in the U.S. where all the bicycling is in the road, the crash rates were significantly higher in the U.S. compared to the Netherlands.
0: So let's maybe start with some definitions. When you when you say you studied cycle tracks, what exactly do you mean? Help me imagine this. Yes,
1: exactly. A cycle track is a physically separated bicycle exclusive path beside a sidewalk. Picture a typical street and imagine picking up the row of parallel parked cars and sliding it away from the sidewalk. That space that remains where the parked cars had been becomes a cycle track. So it's always beside a sidewalk so that it's bicycle exclusive, and it can or it doesn't necessarily have to have parallel parked cars separating it from the road. It can have just paint and delineator posts or a low concrete island.
0: And so uh, in your research then, you studied uh, crash or injury risk on these cycle tracks in Montreal. Mm
1: -hmm. One advantage to to studying them in Montreal Montreal is Montreal is a grid city and therefore the cycle track has a parallel street without a cycle track that then has the same intersection, cross-traffic, and would then have a similar injury risk. And a bicyclist can then choose to bicycle either on the cycle track or bicycle in the parallel reference street and still end up at the same destination.
0: This was your comparison then was the cycle track versus a parallel street going in the same direction without the bicycle amenities. Exactly. I assume that there are some bicyclists who would choose to to ride on the the street without the bicycle amenities rather than, than on the cycle track.
1: Yes. And that's why when we look at some of the concerns of people about this research or even about cycle tracks, then we assure them that we have never advocated and nor would we advocate for what are called side path laws. In side path laws, All bicyclists have to only travel in the bicycle cycle track in this case. Mm -hmm. We believe if a bicyclist is skilled enough that he or she should be able to bicycle with the car traffic if they prefer to. But without the cycle track, then we fear that we don't have a place for women, children, seniors, and parents with children on their bicycles to comfortably bicycle. And I will quickly add that when I mention women, it's not at all because Um, women aren't skilled enough to bicycle in the road, I bicycled 1,000 miles from Boston to Washington, D.C., and I'm fine bicycling in New York City, but showing that low percentage of only 24% of the women use the bicycle as transportation in the U.S. suggests that the women have been less willing to bicycle with the car traffic.
0: One of the trickiest aspects of studying injury in transport settings, I'm sure you know, is, is accounting for exposure. For example, if you look at the per capita rate of child pedestrian injury in our country, you might think that walking was exceedingly safe, but we know that many children just don't walk anywhere anymore. So we ought to be able to measure and adjust for their exposure. And I think that, that's clearly important in the study that you conducted. So maybe talk a little bit about how you determined exposure. What was the denominator data when you were comparing cyclists in, in cycle tracks to those uh, who, who chose to use the street? Mm
1: -hmm. We have the advantage in Montreal, and we don't have this advantage in U.S. cities. The police keep extremely accurate records of recorded vehicle bicycle crashes and the exact location. We were able to identify the location of the crashes and then derive a crash rate per million bicycle kilometers. Also in Montreal, they have the data from their emergency medical response database. So we know when a bicyclist was picked up by an ambulance and that exact location. We aren't fully sure, you know, did the person hit a tree or did they hit another bicyclist, but we do know that we can compare the injury rate on the cycle tracks versus on the street. And then when we go out on the streets and we actually count numbers of bicyclists and then we apply expansion factors, we can come up with a daily bicycle count and then derive the Injury rate,
0: and so um, well. What what were your results? Without without uh, giving away everything, (laughs) what what did you find? Well,
1: to me, one of the um, most gratifying results was that two and a half times as many bicyclists bicycled on the cycle track compared to the comparable reference streets. The bicyclists in Montreal are going out of their way to be able to bicycle on the cycle track, and also we found that there was a 28% lower injury rate compared to bicycling on the road that had no bicycle provisions.
0: Well, that's, that's a, I can imagine why that would be gratifying. But what, what do you take then as, as the interpretation of these findings? What are the implications? What should we do?
1: As I said before, the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials Guide for the Development of Bicycle Facilities has not included cycle tracks. We're hoping that all of the guidelines will be more suggestive of cycle tracks. We hope that more individuals will conduct research on cycle tracks. We believe that more communities might be more apt to perhaps use their own funding, as in New York City, developer funding, matching money to build cycle tracks and then conduct the research because people prefer them and we believe people are safer on them. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the uh, interesting aspects of, of our online first publication system where we can accept a manuscript to injury prevention and have it available on the web, sometimes months before it actually shows up in the print edition, is that many people have already seen and commented on this paper. Can you speak a little bit about the reaction in the bicycling community to the work? Have there been objections or criticisms that surprised you?
1: I would say overall the bicycling community has been supportive. Uh, some have been concerned about the width of the road. Can they fit a cycle track? And we've then offered all of the designs for cycle tracks, so it doesn't have to be just a two-way cycle track on the wider streets in Montreal. Some have been concerned about the expensive cycle tracks because a few cities are putting in um, major revisions, major changes to their streets, including changing the sidewalks, changing the curb location, changing the drain grates, and this significantly adds up the cost. But in other cities, they've moved over the parallel park cars or removed the parallel park cars, put in paint, and put in delineator posts, which, except for the cost of the delineator posts and they're affordable, is the same cost as putting in a bike lane from the um, Crow Book in the Netherlands we know that uh, cycle tracks uh, have 50% fewer injuries compared to bicycle lanes. So if you factor in an equal cost to create a bicycle lane where many people double park and cars have to pull in and out if there is parallel parking, then you find that the cycle track is just as affordable to build and it is safer and it's preferred by more people.
0: I think one of the challenges, uh, certainly what we've seen in Seattle, has been the piecemeal nature of developing bicycle amenities. Where you can entice people out onto a street that's been treated to to accommodate bicyclists and pedestrians and and motor vehicle traffic, and then discover that suddenly you're you're at a, an end and you're thrown back into the traffic if you want to continue on. I can imagine, from a city planning perspective, uh, you, you might want uh, you might want to get to a, a point where you could go all in and really complete a bicycling network.
1: Yes, you you just described the disappearing act. The beauty of um, being able to have these, though, is that um, we can connect them to shared use paths uh, to take individuals from a shared use path to a downtown. Because the cycle track is more of a separate from the vehicle environment, which is then similar to the shared use path environment. Instead of putting people from a shared use out on the road, either with a sharrow or a bike lane, we can take a bike boulevard that might be on a very, very, very traffic calm street with chicanes and roundabouts and speed bumps and connect that to a cycle track to get people downtown to the shops. So we're encouraged by this research because we hope that the cycle track then will be a connectivity tool that communities can look at the populations they want to have biking, the locations where they're coming from, the locations where they're going to, and then put together the safest design alternative to be able to create a connected route.
0: So it sounds like uh, you've, you've identified some areas for ongoing research, but I'm curious about, about your own team. What are the next steps for you? What are you working on now? We
1: are working on a second article on cycle tracks in the U.S. Uh, and their crash rates. The reason we had included the crash rate data in the Montreal article was because we knew in the U.S. we didn't have the lovely emergency medical response data to generate an injury rate, but we could generate a police vehicle crash rate. We're also um, looking at uh, several other grants uh, and other journal articles are under revision. So not only are we continuing to publish on this same topic of cycle tracks, but we're also encouraging other people to publish about cycle tracks. This is um, a new beginning for the United States and also for England and for other countries <laughs> who are looking now uh, closely at the good experiences in the Netherlands and Denmark. Uh, we want to follow their lead. We know we have different topography. We know we have a different bicycling history. We know we have different street configurations, but we, we have people. We have men and women, children and seniors and parents with children on their bicycles, and we know the bicycle is it's a magic bullet. We want everybody to be able to bicycle safely.
0: Well, that's I think from an injury prevention standpoint, it, it certainly seems that uh, the way forward in a lot of our most vexing areas is to look for these, the synergy between injury prevention, between broader public health, uh, transport, climate change, and, and finding solutions that, that address problems in, in multiple areas, I think, is, is where we have the most leverage. Thank you very much for sharing your work with us.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That was Ann Lusk discussing her work reported in the April 2011 issue of Injury Prevention. The paper, titled Risk of Injury for Bicycling on Cycle Tracks Versus in the Street, is this month's Editor's Choice. It's freely available at the journal's website online. And that's all for this edition of our podcast. I'm Brian Johnston, Editor-in-Chief of Injury Prevention. Join us in June for highlights of the next issue.
1: For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.